Hello and welcome to today's episode of Healthy Kajuju the podcast. I'm your host Kajuju Kyogora and in today's episode I'm very excited to be joined by Coach Wilson Wanjohi, a certified CrossFit coach at CrossFit Kwetu. I personally joined CrossFit by mistake in 2017 and it has become a lifestyle for me since then and it's growing in popularity in Kenya and around the world but that said CrossFit has divided the fitness community with uh, supporters of its approach to fitness and others critiquing it so i hope that our conversation today gives us a better understanding of this global fitness phenomenon that now boasts over 10,000 gyms worldwide and so welcome coach Wilson thank you kajuju thank you Glad so much thank you for joining me mm-hmm. And so we can start from the basics. Mm-hmm. Let's break it down. What exactly is CrossFit? So the, the definition of CrossFit itself is constantly varied high intensity functional movements. Mm-hmm. But when you tell someone, you know that maybe you meet someone by the street and you tell them that then that can be a bit confusing. Mm-hmm. But it's just a kind of a workout that is um, you work out together. So there's a lot of uh, camaraderie in it. It's fun and it's high intensity it's a mixture of gymnastics so you being able to move you very well weightlifting you being able to move weights or any other external object and cardio so running or rowing or cycling yeah. and we mix those up okay. and we vary them continually so one workout could have an an aspect of all these different yeah 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 sometimes it's one modality uh, it could be run 5k that's the workout of the day sometimes it could be a mixture of two so run 3 uh, kilometers come in and do uh three rounds of say pull-ups and deadlifts but uh, the difference is that so in a normal gym you'll find there's a set program okay. so you say you do leg uh, chest and tricep today tomorrow you do legs and shoulder maybe the other day you do back and tricep then you run over the weekend that's segmented fitness yes. to give you segmented uh, uh it's a segmented kind of a workout to give you segmented f- fitness because fitness demands that you should be ready for anything and everything that's why we mix stuff up because if you take that person who does weights 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 then runs over the weekend and mix those things up so you tell them bench what you bench run 100 meters come back and repeat three rounds mm-hmm. by the second round third round they are like dying and cast yes. out because they they have segmented uh, okay. yeah yes okay. and when did you have your first interaction with crossfit i used to work at a certain hotel very close to where we are right now i won't mention the name <laughs> okay. and i was so bored so i was just in a normal gym oh yeah okay and i was thinking of doing a boot camp going for a boot camp sat certificate uh-huh. Uh-huh. because boot camp for me was more outdoor more natural like you flip tires you you do stuff outside yes but then that same gym there used to be some military guys like some special forces guys who used to come and I'd see them doing like handstands I'd never seen someone doing handstands in a workout a muscle up you know mm-hmm. then they go to the treadmill and run and mix these things up and all the time it's high intensity And so they told me that this is CrossFit there's a general online it's free you can download get to know a bit about CrossFit a bit more about CrossFit and then you can choose whether you want to go for it or not downloaded the the journal and then I think it was 6 months after I fell in love with it by the way mm-hmm. 6 months later I went for my level 1 so how long ago uh 5 years and so since then you've had your level 
yeah. uh, certificate training. Yeah. And you've just recently had your level two. I pray that I've passed my level <laughs> two. <laughs> I know you have passed. Yeah. You are the first um, certified level one CrossFit trainer in East and Central Africa. Yes. Which is amazing. <laughs> I went I went for my level one and there was no CrossFit gym. Wow. No CrossFit gym in Kenya. In in East Africa. In East and Central Africa. Central, uh, I'm really not sure, but okay. I'm sure about... In East Africa. Yeah. 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 So when you went, I mean, you went and did this training, yet there was no <laughs> gym established here. CrossFit wasn't established here. I, I guess that also tells a lot about the methodology of CrossFit and what mm-hmm. CrossFit stands for. That's how hard it hit me. Okay. Because I was in the fitness world for a long time, mm-hmm. even before I, I chose to go for CrossFit. But uh, it's it's just amazing what you get. I thought I knew how to coach a squat, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to know some things that you think as a trainer you know, but you realize, whoa, I really didn't know. Such things made me want to know more about CrossFit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And if really we are preaching fitness, so for me, people in my world, CrossFit is, I'll say, one of just being careful not to say the only. It is one of the uh, fitness regimens that will give you the real definition of CrossFit. In fact, CrossFit is the first um, uh, fitness body to define what fitness is. Yes. All along, people were working out uh, trying to be fit, but yeah. you can't get that which you can't even define. You can't even measure. Mm. Through CrossFit, you can. Before, you, you couldn't see, or you couldn't say, I'm definitely fitter today compared to last year. Yes. And I'm fitter by this metric. Yes, measuring it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So about how many level one um, certified CrossFit trainers do we have now in Kenya? Mm, it's been a while since I checked, but I think uh, not above 20. Okay. Yes. And what about level two? Level twos I know of Kenyans. Yes. Two. Oh, wow. I know of one. Okay. Yeah. So, if, if, if so, I, <laughs> yes. so tentatively. We are two. Let's say we are two. Yeah. Yes, we'll take it as two. Mm-hmm. And how was that experience getting the level two training? Mm, it, it's different because level one is all about learning the, the methodologies okay. and, and the, the nine foundational movements of CrossFit. Level two, though, is about uh, becoming a good coach. Like, seeing mm-hmm. a fault in someone's movement okay. and being able to, to correct them. Yes. You know, it's more about coaching now itself. Yes. You understand the movements and the methodologies in level one. You've coached for, I think there's a prerequisite for you. Before you have to do level two, you have to have, to have coached a couple of, like, many hours. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So level two, I can't remember the number exactly, but you have mm-hmm. to have coached at least for you for you to get the experience. Yes. Level two is about that keen eye. Okay. Seeing mistakes yes. and correcting. You've touched a bit on it, but why CrossFit? Why should I CrossFit rather than any other kind of fitness workout? Because just like fitness workout, you've just mm. mentioned fitness. For me, I've been in the fitness world for a long time. And for me, right now, CrossFit is the one that will give you fitness. Fitness, not partitioned, mm. but mm. fitness. Because what does fitness demand? Fitness demands that we should be ready for anything and everything at any time. That's what fit, uh, CrossFit. And that's why th- that's where there's the variance part of CrossFit. So we don't say we'll do this only. We'll mix stuff up because out there, nature doesn't know that uh, you'll run now. Then you know 
you you you'll have to like climb stairs or I don't know go up a tree or, or something. Yes. And that's why it has done so well with the, with the military guys, people who need what fitness. Yes. And they go out there. They don't. They they should be ready for anything. And also just the fact that they have defined what fitness is and can measure it. I'm glad you've mentioned that um, because. Um, the founder of CrossFit, Greg Glassman, yes. has spoken about uh, CrossFit being an answer to the questions, what is fitness okay. and who is fit? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read CrossFit's definition of fitness, which they describe as world-class fitness in a hundred words. Mm-hmm. Eat meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruits, little starch and no sugar. Mm-hmm. Keep intake to levels that will support exercise but not body fat. Mm-hmm. Practice and train major lifts, deadlift, clean, squat, presses, clean and jerk, and snatch. Similarly, master the basics of gymnastics, which are pull-ups, dips, rope climbs, push-ups, sit-ups, presses to handstands, flips, splits, and holds. Bike, run, swim, row, etc. hard and fast. Five or six days per week. Mix these elements in any combinations and patterns as creativity will allow. Routine is the enemy. Keep workouts short and intense. Regularly learn and play new sports. Uh, does this answer those two questions? Um, what is fitness and who is fit? Because if we have, for example, the winner of a triathlon on one hand, and let's say an athletic champion, you know, a runner, a long-distance runner, um, on the other hand, uh, both have incredible endurance and stamina. Mm-hmm. So how do we determine who is more fit between them? Is this what we use to determine that? They have three models that, that, that they use. We have the three... The, so in every act- activity that even right now are mm-hmm. sitting here, every activity that you're engaged in, mm-hmm. you're using a certain engine. Mm-hmm. to provide energy for you to do whatever you're doing. So there are three meta- metabolic engines. I know whether I should get in yes, depth. Yes, please do. <laughs> so there's the phosphogenic uh-huh. energy system, mm-hmm. which fuels high-explosive, high-powered movements, mm-hmm. but up to 10 seconds, around okay. 20 seconds there, uh-huh. and it dies off. You can't continue. So think of a uh, 100-meter run, Usain Bolt. He can't sustain that speed past 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. He has to slow down. Mm-hmm. That's an energy system. There's uh, anaerobic. Mm-hmm. Anaerobic is... Uh, dies out around two minutes. So peaks at one minute, starts dying off at around two minutes. Think of a 400-meter run. So Saints bolt uh, speed at 100 meters is different than when he does at 200 meters. Yes, yeah? yes. So it's, t- it's average intensity. That's the anaerobic system. We mm-hmm. have the aerobic system where now it's long distance. So the guys you've mentioned, triathletes, yes. uh, marathon runners, yeah. it's low intensity, but you can sustain for long. Yeah. There are guys who are doing even 150 ultra marathoners. Mm-hmm. They run for long. Yes. So we, our goal is to balance you in breadth and depth in all those three. We don't choose none. Yes. You have to be balanced in depth and breadth in all those three. Yes. So that's one model. Mm-hmm. The other model, we call it the hopper model. Okay. And it's where uh, think of putting so many disciplines in a hopper. You know, like the charity soup stick where you round something yeah. and then <laughs> someone puts their hands and you come out with something. Yeah. So think of anything. You, you can choose anything any physical activity. Mm. And then we, we choose, we're going to remove five stuff out of that hopper. We move whatever that is written there, we have to compete. And statistically, the person who will have performed the best is the fittest. And the last one is, um, there are 10 general physical skills, stamina, strength, flexibility, 
cardiorespiratory endurance, power and speed, and then uh, coordination, agility, balance, and flexibility. And accuracy. Accuracy, yes. yes. There we go. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so again, our goal is to balance you in breadth and depth in all this. So you had, when you started talking, you gave a very good example. There's an example that is given, a real-time example of a guy called Mark Allen. I think he was crowned in 2002 for five years back-to-back as the fittest in the world. He was, he's a triathlete. Mm-hmm. I think he was. I don't know whether he's still a triathlete. He won triathlon five years back-to-back and he was crowned fittest. Mm-hmm. So triathlon, we know it's uh, swimming, riding bike, running, long distances. Yes. It's amazing how long it took him to finish those three uh, movements. Yes. Because it, they were long, but it took a short period. Yes. Not a short period of time, but it was impressive time yeah. to finish all those mm-hmm. things. So he was crowned the fittest. Look at, what about the same boat? Because if you say he's the fittest, then it, that means that cardiorespiratory, he, because he's good at cardiorespiratory endurance and stamina. Those will give him, but speed he doesn't have. Power he doesn't have. So does it mean that Usain Bolt uh, discipline is not important? Not mm. really. Mm. So, or a power lifter. Yes. There's a guy just the other day who deadlifted a thousand and something pounds. That's 400 and something kilos. That's nearly, that's a car. <laughs> Wow. So his expression of power is amazing. It's, yes. it's beyond what you can even yes. start to think about. Yeah. Does it mean he's... So what about him compared yes. to Mark Allen? Yes. So that's why, hence we say, the 10 general physical skills yes. in breadth and depth. Yeah. We don't care about one. Because I also found it quite interesting seeing, um, for example, Kipchoge Keino, he posts you know, some snippets of what his workout entails. Mm. And I mean, someone could assume that all he needs to do is, you know, keep running and Mm. (laughs) practicing on Mm. his running. Mm. But you'll see him posting snippets of him and his team in the gym, lifting weights. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You've mentioned the phrase functional movement um, in the definition of CrossFit. Mm. What's so important about it? Even 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 before we get there, Mm -hmm. I can even say. So function, the term functional has become like a buzzword. Okay. You know, everyone's saying functional movement, functional, but what really is functional movement? Because I remember Glassman saying he went to a symposium, I think it was at Quantico, mm-hmm. and they wanted, they had brought all experts of functional movement. Mm-hmm. So they had uh, Swiss ball guys, they had Shiatsu, they had Pilates, they had weight guys. And so the guy in front was talking about functional movement, but then none of them was hearing the same thing. Because to me, a Pilates guys functional movements are in my discipline someone who does uh you know exercise ball stuff their functional movements it's different you know to them to them so someone is talking about one thing but you're all hearing and understanding the same thing so for that's why again crossfit defined what functional movement is they had to define because you can't i think you have to come with a with a definition of something first before you even start talking about it. So it's like if I tell you, and this is an example that he gives, if I tell you, let's go outside and start counting the number of butterflies that are outside. And you can you, you go and start counting rabbits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, so let's counting birds. So, no, we, someone has told us, let's go and count what butterflies, but because you don't have the definition, then how can we know that we are doing that? That's so, true, yeah. so for CrossFit, functional movements are those movements that had that have the greatest propensity to express power. And what is power? Power is just force movements that move large loads, long distances fast. That's why we don't have a bicep curl. Not saying a bicep curl is hard, it's bad, or you know you shouldn't do it, mm-hmm. but we don't have it because it's short distance mm-hmm. 
and you can't move heavy weights. Well, a pull-up will still work your bicep, but you can move heavy loads, so your body weight yes. and even with some other stuff. But I have to say that I'm not saying a bicep curl is bad. So that's why in the main workout in CrossFit, you'll always see like those multi-joint heavy loaded yes. kind of movements. Is this related to us moving our bodies in you know, a way that humans are designed to, to do so? Yes. It's movements that CrossFit didn't come up with. It's yeah. movements that are born in our DNA. Yeah. In fact, that's one of the characteristics now of a functional movement. Not the definition, but the characteristics. Yeah. So some of them are that they are built in our DNA. Uh, they are part and parcel of who we are. We are, no one teaches a kid how to squat or, or but if you look at them bending over, squatting, yes. reaching overhead, yeah, yeah. it's those movements you'll find them in a gym. Yeah. CrossFit entails the kind of training most sports would describe as concurrent training, which is well, yeah, you're training more than one fitness component. That's speed, uh, strength, mm-hmm. or stamina at mm-hmm. equal amounts of focus mm-hmm. within the same workout. Mm-hmm. There's research that's been published like in the Journal of Sports Medicine that claims that such an approach of concurrent training actually dilutes the effectiveness. Mm-hmm. That if we want to get stronger, we should focus on strength exercises. Mm-hmm. If I want to get faster, if I want to increase my speed, that's what I should focus on so that I can specifically improve that. Like, is this a valid critique of CrossFit's all-rounded approach to this component? I think it's invalid. CrossFit won't make you a specialist. So if your goal is to become the best 100-meter runner, CrossFit is not the thing for you. It can be the thing for you to help you become strong, like in your strength and conditioning aspect of your 100-meter run, mm-hmm. but it won't like make you the fastest guy. Because we are not specialists, we don't choose one thing. Because in your endeavor to become like a 100-meter pro, you're losing so many other things because you you have to be a pro in a hundred meter. You have to only do that one thing, and there's a price to pay. What's that price? You lack stuff like endurance, yeah. you know, stamina. The article there says that you can become strong. We have strength days. We have days where we just do strength. Yes. We have days where we just run long distance. We have days where we just sprint. So the mixing, the mixing of stuff up is just to prepare you for the unknown and the unknowable, because that's fitness. CrossFit's goal is to make you fit. All I'm saying is that it's not a specific thing. And even Glassman has said openly, yes. if you think your program is better than CrossFit, his goal is not to say CrossFit is the best, it's the mm. best. No, no. If you think you have something that will make someone be fittest, bring it. Let's prove. If we prove, we take it. Our goal is to improve human performance. That's yeah. it. But we do have strength days and we see people continually becoming strong. Yes. Yeah. So if it didn't work, we'd reach a place where we see people reaching a plateau. I've been in, I've done CrossFit now for four years. I haven't seen that. What people need to understand is that fitness doesn't care, doesn't mm-hmm. know that you have to run 100 meters in nine seconds. Mm-hmm. If you need to, you'll have to run 100 meters in nine seconds. And maybe there's a wall in front of you, you have to climb over. Yes. So if you only always run, the idea behind that is just to prepare you for everything. And mm-hmm. look at the guys who are in the games. There's a guy who cleaned 170 something kilos. In fact, it's oh. an athlete today who was telling me. That's close to oh. guys who are specializing, like yeah. Olympic yes. weightlifters. Yeah. But now, take that guy, make him clean that weight like two reps, make him sprint 100 meters, come up and climb a rope. Yes. He'll do it. As, as an individual, 
should I also, you know, be running? Because I still, you know, run on Mondays. Um, should I be doing other forms of fitness, like maybe cycling and... You should, and in fact, we still have cycling in CrossFit. Because CrossFit has taken different disciplines of different sports and united them. That's why at the end, the article you read, the 100-word yeah. article, yeah. Uh, they said yes. play other sports. Because sports is agile, you're changing directions, you're doing this and that. Yes. Is CrossFit sufficient on its own to make me fit, to help me achieve my fitness goals? Or should I be incorporating other forms of working out, other forms of fitness? I, I say you can incorporate, but if they're your weaknesses. If you can deadlift like twice your body weight, mm -hmm. is there really any more need of like wanting to become strong on your deadlift? There, that's debatable. Mm -hmm. I don't think really there is. Why don't you work on that thing that you lack? So CrossFit has that. But for you as an individual, you'll come but you'll, and you'll follow the program that you have written of the day. That might not be focusing on your weakness. And of course, we are so big on focusing on your weakness, not on your, on your strength. So that's when you choose, uh, I think tomorrow before class, I'll go maybe 15 minutes early or 20 and do work, practice my weaknesses. So it could be running, yeah. go to Karura and run. It could be swimming. It could be swimming, yeah. Go yeah. and swim. It could be mobility, flexibility. Yeah. yeah. You could do some yoga stuff. Yoga, yeah. yeah. But even beyond mobility, and that's a whole different topic. That is not only flexibility and then strength. Mm -hmm. There is a part that people lack, that's stability. And that's a whole different topic altogether. Mm -hmm. And not so many people understand the effects of lack of stability and how and that they are achieved in two different ways. And I always give people... Have I answered your question, by the way? Yes, you have. Uh, yeah. And now you're yeah. adding more yeah. value to it. Yeah. yeah. I always give people this example. So you do work out and you come to CrossFit. Yes. Have you seen people who can squat so heavy but can't do one pistol squat. So pistol squat where you squat yes, on one leg. Yeah. I had a client who could, you know, push press, shoulder press, so mm -hmm, heavy, mm -hmm. but can't do at the bottom of an overhead squat with a bar. As they squatted, they internally rotated their shoulder. Only a bar. But they could push press humongous amounts of weights. What's lacking in that client? So is it strength? No. They're strong. They can squat mm -hmm. what? Maybe even twice. Like a, yeah. yeah. They can push press Very a lot heavy. of weight. Is it flexibility? No, we have tested they're flexible. So what's the third thing? The stability. That stability. So stability is the governor to the amount of force you can apply. When I learned about that, it just changed my thinking completely. And and you see that repeatedly in the gym. And how to attain stability is not the same way. People think you become stable by strengthening that person. So for example, you want to be able to over squat. I'll give you a bar tomorrow, I'll put a 5 kg, tomorrow 20 kg. Yeah. But you're strong, that's not what you lack. So strength is the ability to apply force, stability is the ability to resist force. And you achieve those two things in two different ways. The the strong guys can't do a pistol. Stability mm. is lacking, yeah. That's, that's the governor to the amount of force you can apply. I hope that point. That's very interesting. Yeah, I hope that. <laughs> and, I, and I've done this, like I work with some amazingly strong guys, professional, and they're come to see the importance of stability and they look like very simple like weird stuff but they are very helpful it's a very unique and very helpful concept yeah, yeah. wow because when do people get injured it's where their strength is so high up but their stability is so low that's when injury happens but as you endeavor to increase your stability strength can't help but continue increasing like how safe would you say crossfit is it's very safe because all the movement we, you, we do 
mm-hmm. even post one rep max beyond the heaviest you can lift as long as you have good form it's safe so example imagine a deadlift if i gave you if your one rep max is 100 kilos yes and you build up build up build up get to 80 80 you score for 110 yes. if you don't round your back what will happen you just won't be able to lift the bar yes that's it and i'm assuming you don't have pre existing injuries if you sound and okay mm-hmm. i just look at your back your starting position those key points of performance yeah if you nail them you, you uh, i can't tell you that's it it's dangerous though if you try so much and start losing your midline okay. around your back yeah. then things are bad even before you get to your one rep max so crossfit has a mantra and it's mechanics consistency intensity when i get someone who's new my goal is to teach them technique with what a pvc pipe or their body weight teach the mechanics then i have to see that they are consistent remember to look at kajuju last week we went to an air squat show me an air squat and i'm sure that you do an air squat okay then and only then should i ratchet up the intensity and i mean give your bar tell you to squat quickly yes. intensity could be any yeah. of those things yeah. but if you follow as a coach those three things your client is okay so it's all about the technique it's all about technique but technique can be limited with what lack of flexibility that's why if you look at all uh workout regimens of top coaches out there they'll tell you the first thing always in their mm-hmm. mantra is mobility mm-hmm. mobility something something but always mobility so mobility the guy i love following says mobility stability strength that there are moments you can't be able to do correctly because yeah. you're not flexible enough yes so if you have a tight hamstring in a squat you'll have a very exaggerated batwing yes a flexion yeah. of your of your lower spine So there is a lot of tensional force and that will create problems. And I know that like at the gym uh you've now introduced compulsory beginner classes mm. as an introduction to CrossFit. Yeah. So this is also in line with Ex- ensuring an individual safety. Yeah, the mechanics consistency part. Then once they have uh nailed those get into class now. Now it's time for intensity. Yes. Now join them like yes. this. Yeah. Because the class can be quite I don't know grueling and mm. intense. It's very frustrating sometimes mm. when I keep on coming to you to correct you. Mm-hmm. You know you're like jeez. Or when you're in a, as a beginner class, when you're in a class yeah, with yeah, people yeah. who've been yeah. doing it for Kajuju, a while. Yeah, Bozai, Kajuju and everyone else are good job, good job. Kajuju got you know then it is a bit frustrating or unfair yeah. to the others because now okay. all my attention is to you. Yeah. What about them? Yeah. Even though they are good they still need correct. Yeah. That's my job as a yeah. coach. Yeah. Because I've now been doing CrossFit for 2 years but I still remember how it felt at the beginning mm. you know not having uh, done a lot of those movements ever before mm. or having uh, a thinking that I knew how to do something <laughs> for example like squatting like I felt like I knew how to exactly. squat and then I'm here being told that that is definitely yeah. not the proper way to squat yeah. I think being introduced to it gradually mm. definitely helps and there are people who come up to me even in the class now and will say oh wow I've, i've just started like how long have you been doing this for because they look at you moving and they think you're yeah, like really moving well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and you definitely start from from mm-hmm. somewhere everyone mm-hmm. who's in that class who mm-hmm. i really admire i mean i've seen and had stories of where they began mm-hmm. and even 
when you come and tell us, oh, I do this, I work out, I've been working out for 10 years, uh, we still have to take you through the beginners. And okay. then, yeah, because okay. like a squat, you, you used to squat before, yes. but you really didn't know, like the knee tracking your toes. Yes. Like yesterday, I was somewhere seated with a group of guys, and guys who have worked out for long, but they didn't even know how to squat. When I told them, you need, let your knee track your toes. What? What? Because their knees were caving in. So all those small pointers that make a big difference. And apparently, one of the ladies there had some knee pains. I told it could be because you, you your knees caving, so valgus knees. Yeah. So when you're loaded up, yes. you you there's so much force on your medial knee, which could yes. lead to problems. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just incredible how how much knowledge there is out there yeah. that you get exposed to. Yeah. Um, as you keep going back to class and yeah. keep improving your form, yeah, it's yeah. really, really incredible. Yeah. yeah. What does a CrossFit class entail? So there will be a warm up in all classes. There will be a skill part. So a skill yes. part is where you learn something new, okay. like a double under or technique to climb a rope or yes. clean technique. Any any of those things. Mm-hmm. So skill work and then the main workout or uh, uh, warm up, strength part. And then the main workout, yeah. or just warm up and strength part. That's yes. it. So, but there's always so you'll find a warm up, some component, and then the main workout. Usually, sometimes warm up and and the strength just straight to the main workout. That's okay. like the hero ward, the long yes. workout that take like forty five minutes. Yeah, just a warm up, okay. and then you work out to okay. prep. You know, you prepare yourself for the workout. If it's building up to a heavy weight, then there, let's go. Yes. Start. Within these workouts, there's scaled versions of it as well Always. so everyone will do the same workout but you scale that workout yes and you might look at the movement and say but what's that, that person there looks as if they're doing a different thing it looks different but targeting the same muscle but just easier because you can do i'll give an example of a pull-up mm-hmm. you can hang on a band most not many people can if you can't hang on a band pull yourself up will give you a ring rope or, or a banded pull-up or a jumping pull-up but also maybe I have missed this part that during the warm-up is when we are watching you to okay. see how you're moving. Because the warm-up usually is related to the main workout. The movements found in the warm-up. And if they won't be found in the main, in the general warm-up, they'll be found in the specific warm-up. Because you have the general warm-up, just raise your heart rate up, get you warm. And then the specific warm-up that is specific to the movements in the main workout. Mm-hmm. So that's when I get to see uh, technique. Yeah. In fact, we go through the technique and then I let you now do the specific. And that's where now I'll get to say, ah, this is what you're doing wrong, this is what you should do. Or, that's what is too heavy for you, let's bring it down. Yes. Or, that's what is light for you. Yes. Because that's also, scaling up is also scaling. Yes. Yeah. So you are doing banded pull-up. I think let's do two full pull-ups. As you get out and fall back to banded pull-ups. And there's this reputation that you know, CrossFit is rigorous and difficult only certain people can, you know, do a CrossFit class. But I've been in class with people over 60 years old. Yeah. They're young CrossFitters as well. I know they, at Kwetu there's a CrossFit Kids yeah. class. Is it a misconception that it's just fit and young people? I think best way to answer that question is my needs, mm-hmm. your needs, mm-hmm. and an old person needs, and a pro athlete. So I'll put it this way. The pro athlete needs and a grandmother's or father's needs differ in degree, but not in kind. So we all want functional competence. They want uh, dominance. They want to run, but beat everyone else in running. 
if it's Olympic weightlifting, they want to be able to deadlift clean that weight, but beat everyone else. Yes. Us is uh, uh, competence, not really dominance. We all do the same movements. And then, again, I said, the movements that are built in our DNA. So those movements can't really hurt you. Unless you have a pre-existing injury or you uh, you have bad technique. But uh, we can scale workouts for everyone. The thing is, once you understand what we want, what you want to get from a workout, then everything is clear. If you're new, of course, if, you, if you're really a senior citizen, you can't go so hard. Because even intensity is scaled down. So I'll tell you, you, I want you, instead of doing 21, 15, and 9 repetitions of these things, do 15, 9, and 6 with a boundly. Or even no bar, no weight, just your body weight. Yeah. You know? yeah. How important are diets, you know, nutrition and sleep important? Very, very important. Yeah. Say today we are, we are trying to get a one rep max in some movement. Mm-hmm. The heaviest something you can do. What would determine those things? Is your amount of sleep you got yesterday? your mood even, just your past history, recent past history will play a big role. And even the foods you ate, your nutrition. You know, people say 70%, some people say 80% is nutrition. It's very, very true. I used to think gym was more effective. If your goal is to to go towards the healthier side, nutrition, I can make someone lose weight through nutrition only with no exercise. Yes, that's true. But then you're not strong enough. Yes. Your bone density is not good. Yes. Resting mm. hard, you know, so mm. both of them are very, very effective. They have to go together. All those aspects have to go yes, together. Yes. You can't just focus on yeah. one. So if you've been running 100 meters, again, I fall back to running, yes. and you want to break your record, you've been training for the last two years, I could tweak your diet and it will help improve your time. Just there. Is there an optimal amount of time or classes that we should do CrossFit? Because in a class you'll get 20, 30, 50 year olds, you've got men, women, some people will go in twice a week, others almost every day. Mm-hmm. Is there an optimum? It, so that there's so many things to consider. It depends so, so much. So for example, the length of a workout. Yesterday we had a tough workout. There's a lady, it was her first time. Mm-hmm. She stopped at minute 15. Which, and I told her, that's very, very okay. You haven't, done, you haven't even been working out. So that's good. You did well. You know, don't have to finish the designated time. At least three days a week. But again, it depends on so many things. Have you been getting enough sleep? Have you? Mm-hmm. What kind of job do you do? Is mm-hmm. it a physical job? Like guys in the construction world, maybe three days would be enough. Someone who just sits in the office in the office to offset that, because you're trying to offset something that you've, that you've done for eight hours continuously, yeah. just yeah. sitting down. You need maybe five days days to recover mm-hmm. so it's diff- it depends on so many yeah. things yeah. on yeah. your age also it depends if you're a certain age you can't you can it's not mm-hmm. impossible mm-hmm. but if you've been working out for long if okay. you're new we start you off slowly is there a benefit if i do it more times a week is there like a threshold that i can get to and it doesn't matter if i go in more times in that week and is there a possibility of overtraining. Yes, there is. So at least you should get rest at least two days a week. So CrossFit prescribes three days on, one day off. Three days on, one day off. But uh, because of our lifestyles, it's us. Maybe Sunday you want to go to church. You know, maybe Sunday is your family time. That's why we say five days on, two days off. There is a possibility of even overworking, overtraining, not recovering and being ready for the next workout. Yeah. That's when injuries start yes, happening. Yes. Like chronic injuries down the road. You start feeling some 
pain somewhere then you ignore it yeah. you continue form roll you continue but then after a while it puts you out you have to stop because you didn't you have you have you really have to recover and as a coach what constitutes a good coach so for me i'd say do they know the theory part of things mm-hmm. like the anatomy and physiology mm-hmm. do they maybe know the nutrition because it's helpful if you know something else beyond just the physicality of things any other thing that is added to fitness that goes well with fitness is a bonus for you as yeah. a coach but uh yeah they know the anatomy and physiology who do they work with mm-hmm. there's a difference between me training people who don't even want to go. they just want fit just normal fitness there's a difference between me training people who redline continually they're lifting like 200 kg and playing around with 200 kg that they lead athletes compared to the average athletes yeah. because there are boxes that are just for the average athletes and they're com- comfortable with that and that's okay but if you are continually exposed to elite athletes you have to know your stuff because even a word preparation for them will be different than for someone who lifts 50 kg they have to do it, go into the weeds with their paper preparation mm-hmm. and what have you done as a person what what have you accomplished with your clients when i talk about anatomy and physiology there is a primary role of a muscle for example your bicep is main function is just to flex your elbow mm-hmm. but it's that's its primary role but it's functional yeah. the functional part of it it can be used as an a bit technical anterior stabilizer of your shoulder in an overhead position does your coach understand that yeah or when they think bicep they just think flexion of your elbow done that there is a primary action secondary action tertiary action and a function of a muscle mm-hmm. and you have to understand that how do you understand that continually reading and researching so if you if you just go to your trainer just ask them what is fitness and like ah, what is fitness then you know things are not so, <laughs> things are not so good or or you'll be able to know if you yes if you've been working out for a while because if you don't then you really can't know yes yeah, like my my gym we have we have level 2 who are athletes or members level 2 coach certified level 2 coach you don't you you, you can't just play around yeah. once you start speaking introducing the class mm. they know ah mm. you're not you're not there yeah. yet and then th- that's a person who will come to you and tell you my double unders are not coming how do i get them or my back has been hurting yet they know everything about form rolling mm-hmm. stretching mm-hmm. what do you do what do you say so you have to have a deeper understanding yeah, yeah. so again that's why it depends on who you're working yeah. with also because crossfit coaches have they come from a variety of backgrounds mm-hmm. you know you have some who are um personal trainers or just training in a traditional gym some who have a sports science degree mm-hmm. you'll see others who have you know sporting backgrounds mm-hmm. um or olympic weightlifting backgrounds mm-hmm. there are some who you know have been introduced in into fitness through crossfit mm-hmm. So the qualification to become a CrossFit coach is through this course that you take, you know, level 1, level 2, two day training course which will include, you know, the theory, the practical components of it and then you're assessed and then you pass and get your certification. Mm-hmm. How does this compare with other qualifications in other fields of fitness with other trainers some of which can be quite demanding you know mm. like the qualification that a strength and conditioning coach in the sports industry 
would require. Some would argue that would be more demanding than what a CrossFit coach is expected. So how does that compare? So, yeah, it's true. All, all of the sets take only a weekend. Mm-hmm. It's two days. Yeah. Sunday and Sunday. It depends on the country. So mm-hmm. I was in Dubai. It was on Fridays. But it's only two days. Mm-hmm. And after that, if you if so if you pass, that's it. You can you're eligible you're eligible to open a box and mm-hmm. coach people. Yeah. But they say work under someone, work under coaches, existing coaches who have been there for years, who have done so you have to do a certain number of hours because that's when you get the experience. That's when now the application of what you've learned. Yeah. You know. So I can see where people say that you're not really ready, but then once you go and do your level two. It's a different world altogether. Yeah. Because it's the exam. Some of them are even videos. Yeah. That you you have to look at. So an athlete is there being coached mm-hmm. by a coach, mm-hmm. and you have to say what's the theme. Talking about themes, not even like it. What's what's the one theme that the coach neglected? While all the while you're watching the video, and the athlete is improved, being corrected, and they're improving. Weight back on your heels, chest out, neutral spine. But what's the one thing that they should have started with that they didn't? So you have to know your stuff. You can't just guess that and get it right. But the experience mm-hmm. is what sets you apart. And your need, because you can get your level one, get the experience, and you're done. Your need as a coach to continually improve yourself, even on realms beyond CrossFit. Yes. You know, because I think you have to listen to what the haters are saying too. And see, do they have a point? Yeah. Maybe they do. Let me, yeah. let me see what they have yeah. to say about CrossFit. Yeah. And you might find, wow. Essentially, what you're saying is that you need mm-hmm. experience on top of that. Definitely. Of Even the two-year-long course or three-year, whichever, yeah. you still have some practice. You have to go to the gym because theory is not good enough. I have to know so much beyond what research is giving. And those things come with experience. Like you tend to realize usually. Mm-hmm. So for, if, if someone can't hit the depth in a squat, what will I say? Most people will say something wrong with your hips. Because a squat predominantly is a hip thing. But it could be even your, t- your Achilles tendon could be your limiting factor in a squat. In fact, at CrossFit, quite we started the mobility assessment thing. We came up with four movements that need the most amount of mobility and that will test you, will screen you, and tell you for you to execute this movement properly, this is what you need to do. Yeah. Because when you come into a class, we all have different imbalances, deficiencies, but the warm-up is the same that you and I are going to yeah. do. But maybe you lack what your hamstrings are tight mine is my pecs make me internally rotate my shoulder so is that warm up to justice to both of us uh, not really we should look and say that <laughs> but once you know for me during the warm-up in between i stretch my pecs then you have more you, you, like trying to educate people okay. to know why and how okay. you should be doing what you're doing i think that for us is mm-hmm. something that we're really applying in our gym competition is also a big aspect in crossfit there's the competition that we have in the class as you're performing as a group, you're competing against, you know, the people in that class with you. As you exercise and as you also mark the weights you lifted mm-hmm. and the time you had mm-hmm. online, the like the leaderboard, yeah, yeah which you indicate online mm-hmm. and just mark your mm-hmm. performance, other people's performance. Mm-hmm. And then we have the CrossFit Games and the CrossFit Open, mm. where now people from all over the world compete mm-hmm. against each other mm-hmm. in CrossFit workouts. How important is competition in fitness? It is very important. That's where the group aspect of CrossFit works. Yeah. That's where the community aspect. 
that comes in where you know in a, in a conventional gym setup you'll go like lone wolf kind of style you have your headphones on and you're just walking up by yourself but in a crossfit people realize when you don't come in fact we'll even call you up and hey where have you been mm. even fellow athletes yeah. they know a bit more about you but uh, there's a difference between so there's this thing that was done you take mm. people and make them run like 2k's mm-hmm. you find number 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 maybe up to number 10 reverse that mm-hmm. take their times let number 10 the last one go out fast and the same time difference between them and the number 9th one let now the number nine go, uh-huh. then number eight. Mm-hmm. You understand that? Yes, then the yes, same, yes. same time differences. Yes. And what will happen is that all of them will get a new time. Because by the as they get to the finish line, number 10 will look back and see, geez, number nine is really coming in hard. And they force themselves to go fast. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of, of the community, the camaraderie thing yeah. when you, where you work out with other people. Or open a gym, and I've seen this. Open a gym, find someone rowing. You just come behind them and look at the door. They start throwing fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they want... They that start. has happened to me, yeah. Yeah. They, they, it's a healthy competition, especially where your gym has a good community. Mm-hmm. It's out of love. It's not out of malice that I have to beat you. Yes. It, it's, come, come, let's go. They finish and they come to you and cheer you, even yes. when you're doing better than them. Yes. That, that's the kind of community that a good CrossFit gym should have. Yes. Yeah. But for sure, there's something with community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is an interview that Greg Glassman had. I think mm-hmm. it was in 2015, the founder of CrossFit. Yes. They've been called to Harvard Divinity uh, School. And the two guys, the lady and the gentleman mm-hmm. who were uh, interviewing him, had looked at 25 communities. And their goal was to look at communities where people are finding a meaningful uh, experience of belonging that is not church. Like just a place where you have mm-hmm. that togetherness, just for no, but it's not church. Other than religion. Yeah. Yeah. And they looked at 25 communities mm-hmm. and the one community that kept on recording was CrossFit. And that's the only what? reason that wow. Glassman was interviewed, was was called there to be interviewed. Wow. You know, that shows you how CrossFit is big in that community. Yeah, affecting so many yeah. other aspects of yeah. society. And I think above all else, why people who have done CrossFit can't live, some do, small portion, mm-hmm. is just that community aspect. Not even the workout himself. You can go and clean you can do snatches, you can do deadlifts, you can run, you can mix them yeah, both up. Yeah. You can do crossfit somewhere else by yourself, even with your friends. But when you're with guys with a common interest, you know, that sweating, yes, and that yes, breath, there's something yes, that happens. Yeah. Or you've, you've just given birth. You're walking into the gym and you find a surprise party for you with gifts for your kid. Yeah. It would happen in a conventional gym, mm-hmm. but hardly. Because mm-hmm. not everyone knows everyone. Yes. You, you're always by yourself. Yeah. Or with your partner working out. You don't care about what that person does, you know. Yeah. But here we know. We know there's someone's birthday today. Let's all do, if you're 15, maybe 18 years yes. like me. Yeah. We do 18, <laughs> we do 18 burpees. The worst is when someone is standing like 50. Oh, and and you're three in the gym. And oh, like, I know you have oh. to do like 50 burpees, 50 pull-ups. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The, the younger birthdays are yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you see, that that's one of the ways we introduce a class. Yeah. Or do we know each other's names? Or after class, mm. go high five. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Or, yeah. And and you'll always know, there's a guy, I won't mention the name, who, who's new in our gym. Mm. And after each class, he'll go around high-fiving every person in the gym. You know what that tells me? It tells me a lot about the community from where he came from. Or, or you find someone removing their weights, you help them. He does that. Yes. 
while the other people who won't, you know, tells you newbies yeah. who come in from different countries. So mm-hmm. just the fact that he's mm-hmm. doing that tells me that yeah. was a norm where yeah. he came from yeah. the gym. So it's all about, hey, good job, yeah. good job. Even if you feel, oh, today, mm-hmm. just someone telling you that makes, yeah. makes you feel. And that tends to influence the people around mm-hmm. as well. What's the best province to learn to learn self-mastery than in the physical realm? You know, whereas you, you've gone to a gym willingly, yet what you learn applies and changes everything else outside the gym. You know, like perseverance, never quitting kind of a mentality. During the talk that Glassman, Glad Glassman was at Harvard, he said he's received emails time and time again from special forces. He's talking about SEALs, Delta Force, all those guys, where things were going so bad in a mission and all they thought about was one of the toughest workers that they were in. Mm. And they started laughing under fire where bullets are flying all over and they're laughing, thinking about a workout. Now, comparing a workout to that where they're in, is you know, you can never, you can't even compare. Yeah. But that's what came to them there. Of course, they managed to get out of that place alive and they sent an email. Wow. I've had a client who told me that Wilson had a long day today, but I had to text you this, mm. that things were so bad, but I kept remembering today in the morning you telling me, nearly said their name, I want to okay. come, let's go, let's go. Yeah. There were five minutes to the workout, a workout of 25 minutes. Mm. But that meeting them, you can do it, yeah. just in your mind, just pace, just keep on going. Yeah. They finish the 25 minutes. And now at work when things are bad, they think back and they think, I finished the 25 minutes workout, felt like dying at five minutes, yeah. I, I can't do this. And then they finish the day. Yeah. Mm. So you learn what you learn in the gym, mm-hmm. you take it out. Like, yeah. the, there's this example I like uh, giving people. I didn't take it from class one. He said he'd do this in his gym back in the day. Mm-hmm. Write six things that you want to achieve, that will make you a better person. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to be things related to I want to be able to do a deadlift. Mm-hmm. Could be I want to be a better mom or dad. I want yeah. to be a good boss. You know, things that are not really related to him. Yeah. Don't tell me, don't show me. Six months down the road, we'll look back at that list and tell me if there's one that you haven't achieved. And chances are higher that everything will be tick. Mm. You know, while all you did was coming to work out, do something physical, but has affected all the... Even yeah. bad habits are broken in the gym. That's true. Just because you know, gee, I don't know how yeah. I you cut on cigarettes. Yeah. Maybe you won't stop. Some have quit, some haven't. But yeah. They, they, you hear them saying, I want to quit. I'm drinking less. I'm doing this because, you know, tomorrow there's work. Yeah. yeah. I can definitely attest personally. I felt like mentally fatigued or drained or going through like a tough emotional moment. And going to the gym is what makes me overcome it. Like, yeah. it's funny. You can think that going to the gym will drain you and you yeah, feel so tired. Exactly. But it actually does the opposite you feel energized revitalized yeah Yeah. the the amount of clients that i have i have some that have anxiety issues Mm. if you look at them you never tell depressive symptoms some like big time why do people who have depression they're told go to the gym so it it affects even those things that you can't really demos you can't measure yeah you can't even quantify yeah you can't quantify yeah yeah like i'm a I'm able to love my wife in a deeper and better way. Mm. But how do I prove that? I can't really, but I know. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. and it's from 
and you can say it's only since I started working out. Mm. Yeah. 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 That is very very profound. <laughs> yeah. There is a you know when the spiritual aspect of something is there and I don't mean spiritual by like godly. You mm. can put that into the bracket if you want. Mm. But there's a guy who is a quadruple amputee, no legs, no arms. I think I know him. Yeah. Yes. He 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 did he paints. Mm-hmm. He does crossfit. I you just even you can't even begin to imagine how he does crossfit. But the fact the fact is, when the willingness, when the spirit is there, the physical dies off. Yeah. Because then it's possible, mm-hmm. and he'll do class not in a paraplegic like an adaptive athlete mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. class with people who have all their limbs. You just scale down a workout to them. And they'll do and they'll high five as if nothing ever happened. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but are you willing to? That's all that matters. Yeah. yeah come and we'll show you how to. Yeah. We'll teach you, we'll progress you. That's amazing. As our final the- question, <laughs> uh, what is one mantra or philosophy that you live by and, you know, gets you through life? Wow. I just love love. Mm-hmm. I love when people are in love. Mm-hmm. It could be any form of love. Yeah. But wherever where people just have love, <laughs> that's the only way I can say it. Yeah. Like treasure and love one another for nothing. Not for any reason. That if you beat me on something, say, okay, you beat me, it's okay, I'm happy for you. And that's why I think I relate with like all sorts of people because yeah. I like when I just care so much. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's love. Mm. Most of your love will kill so many things. Yeah. This is a sex is a yeah. uh, these bad competitions. Mm. You know, jealous. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This has been so powerful, <laughs> so profound. Um, there's a lot of food for thought here, and I've learned a lot. Thank you so much so for joining me. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If you have any feedback on this episode, I would love to know. Please uh, drop a comment, review it, rate it, and subscribe. Share with your friends and family, anyone who you think might be interested in CrossFit or generally improving their fitness. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye.